All right, sporties. I know it's been way too long, but we are back with another episode of Who That Rises Up, gay sp- <laughs> sports talk with a gay twist. You and forgot again, what you was on? Bitch, <laughs> I, was, I was mid-sip and talking at the same time. Not that you talented, know. bitch. You're not that talented. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you tell me you're going to be ready in 30 minutes and then we don't end up recording until an hour and a half later. And so ah, when you tell me that, ah, that ah, just tells me that I can just start drinking. And so, ah, <laughs> <old> pot. Enough <laughs> said. <laughs> Raggedy bitch. Ugh. Ooh, these gays, honey, I tell you. Well, what what ended up what had happened, you know, my, uh-huh. my beautiful my beautiful sport is again the, the let me I guess if you ain't figured it out, my name is Kenny Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, that country we don't never get a contract. This bitch forget how the flow goes. This, is right. this this country hell you hear on the other side is my good sister Glenn Reeves, and we are back after a small hiatus. Uh, Glenn decided to go on vacation and wouldn't tell nobody. Oh, bitch, I, t- I told you. First of all, you raggedy bitch. First of all, I told you I was going on vacation right when we did the last show, and then somebody wanted to come back and have homecoming act like she's a 21-year-old knowing she damn near 40. So, ladies and gentlemen, we had a great break. Because <laughs> she wanted to go out and act like she's a 21-year-old know she 40. But, amen. Anywho, we are back. <laughs> excited to be back on top of that Amen. because there's lots of talk a about. lot of shit a lot of shit to talk about i thoroughly enjoyed the sports world over our little break um we've laughed we've cried laughed more than that <laughs> talked a lot of shit it's been yeah fun. i've i've cried i actually cried uh and we'll not tell, discuss why in a moment because it was a it was a good monumental moment for 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 a lot of people in the South. I will particularly in Georgia, uh, okay. <laughs> in the great hot Georgia. Um, okay. So, but yes, and and with that being said, uh, I'll just dive right in. Now, Baby Days of the Week are quite interesting this week. Um, I'm going to start with, well, like I said, I cried this week because it's been 21 years in the making. 21 uh, years. Um, that our beloved Atlanta Braves oh. are, are National League champions. They have won the pennant. Um, they changed the narrative, um, as we've all heard and talked about, and Freddie was like, you know, fuck that. We just got to go home and change the narrative. And that they did. Um, oh. And sent the defending world champions home, which I wanted them to in so good fashion. Um because all of the Dodgers are like, they California stuck up cocky boys and nobody can fuck. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Y'all are welcome. Well, um, I'm gonna, before we, so we, I'm going to apologize to any of our listeners that may be in California. <laughs> I don't know about you. I had a good, a good ass time in Cali, but <laughs> I had a blast. I just think that the boys on the Dodgers are like, they just can't, you know, they can't, you know, anyhow. Um, <laughs> But congrats to our Atlanta Braves. Also congrats to them because they took a split in Atlanta, which I did. I expect 2-0. and I wanted it, but did I expect it? Not necessarily. Um, no, I, I, I wasn't. Expe- I, I was I was just, once they went up, uh, once they took a 2-0 and lead, and, um, um, you know, to, to start off the series, I was like, okay, this this group, this is looking really good. I mean, and that, right. that, put, that put them on a, on a good tra- trajectory. Um, I, I mean, 
the 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 hitting has not stopped, which is what I which has been nervous the about. difference. Yeah, and that's been the difference between these other promising teams that we've seen over the last couple of years through the uh, regular season. They would they they would do well, you know. They were they you know they're still streaky. I think that's just you know I, I don't yeah, know what it is. Kind of makes me nervous. But they one man. Program. They, they they get they they stay streaky. But this is the first postseason where I've seen them carry momentum into the postseason. And exactly, exactly. There is one gentleman, um, NC, NLCS MVP, uh, who helped. I let me just say, up until the trade deadline, I'm gonna be very honest. I had no idea who this man was. Didn't know he existed. Didn't know what he did. Didn't know. He no, Eddie Rosario. Uh, I did not know. Like I said, he was on the Cleveland Indians for a while. Um, of course, Greg Anthopoulos. Uh, joined, added him to the Atlanta Braves, and what an addition he's been! Because as you can see, that that three run shot at the end of the game six, it was. Yeah. I said, "God damn, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. we doing this." He consistently can hit on any side of the ball, and just to think, he was injured before he got to Atlanta, and he, they got him for little to nothing, and he's come up big each and every time he's went up to bat. Yeah. Yeah, and he also absolutely. speaks three words of English. So I, I <laughs> but he's hot. I just love it. Um, I mean, at this point, there's more Spanish spoken in the Braves clubhouse than there is. They are. Jorge so. Soler, him, Ronald Acuna. It's also good to see Ronald Acuna in the dugout. Yes. Uh, cheering on the team. He made it to LA a few times. He made it to Houston this past week. He was there with him. They folks were standing up crying because it's good to see him back. Um, right. Also, uh, but first of all, can I just say this real quick before we move on? I love Jock Peterson, but I didn't know his ass was that thick. From player, you got to run. Like, <laughs> I was like, he had on his jersey, he had on put on his uniform, then he had on regular clothes. I was like, no wonder why your ass can't run that good. Your ass is thick. No wonder why you got to swing for the fences each and every fucking time. I mean, he is far from me. You know, there's many baseball players that. But yes, you are correct. He ain't missed no meals. No, <laughs> players eating well. Um, but his uh, letter to Atlanta um, was one of the best I've seen. Did you read it? Yeah, um, no, it was, it was lovely. Yeah, my favorite line was maybe we. He said we may not be the best team, but maybe we are them motherfuckers. And I say, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. You've been around black folks. You've been yeah. around black folks. Well, and he, he, I mean, he is running around the bases in pearls too. Right. Which I, I thought I don't know how I thought about what I thought about that actually. <laughs> well, the way he described it, that's his good luck charm. I don't I don't remember the full story, but I just thought he was a homosexual. He just wanted to hold my hand personally, but that's probably not the correct story. <laughs> he also dyed his hair blonde because him and uh, Anthony Rizzo said that's when the postseason is when you change it up. He dyed his hair blonde. I said I don't know about that either, but still you're kind of cute. Um, but you know what? I just live. For, I just live for. I live for any type. Anytime I see a professional sports athlete doing something that, that doing something just extenuating their individuality, regardless yeah. gay, straight, whatever the hell they are, like I, I like. I want to see more of that, especially in that sport. Like, I, like breaking down this. You know. The, this this unspoken rule that they, you know that they that 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 they play under to, to kind of usher out this old guard of baseball. More of this maybe can help bring in a younger fan base to their aging fan base. Right. Um, 
So I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I and I was very impressed with this though. Game game three and back in the A tomorrow. Um it's gonna be good. Um I I you know, I didn't I expected you know, I uh, Houston Houston I did think was a more complete team. I changed that. The Dodgers were a very complete team. I just thought that the Houston was hotter. Um and absolutely. And I didn't I, I didn't expect them to go down 0-2 at home. I, I no. expected them to come out with a strong performance like they did yesterday. And I it's just like I expect the Braves to answer uh, with a strong performance at home in Truist Park. Oh, absolutely. And what, like I said, that first game when Braves was slinging it for the fence, and, and I mean, in um, whatever Tangerine Park or whatever hell park they play in in Houston, um, <laughs> that home run fence is high as the fuck. You can't hit no home runs too bad in there. Did you say um, too Tangerine Park. <laughs> yeah, Tangerine Park. Um, I, yeah, I don't think that's the name of it, but that's what I call it, the Tangerine I, Park. If I'm a betting man, I'm pretty sure that's not what they call it. But let me go ahead. <laughs> I need to make this up. I, <laughs> Wait, that's not, that's not the name. Y'all so rude. Um, <laughs> you know what? You have a yeah. habit of doing this, and I love it. Like, when you don't know the name of something, you're just good for making some shit up. <laughs> you, will, you will make some shit up in a hot second. This, that stadium is called Minute Maid Park. <laughs> Tangerine, bitch, is the same. What? Minute Maid, Orange, is ten, bitch, is the same thing. Tangerine Park. Uh-huh. Y'all act like y'all didn't know what the hell it was. Tangerine Park. Um, so, but I didn't expect Atlanta to go up to. I wanted them to, but I didn't expect it. They split what we did need to do. We needed to split um, and come home to the A and just show the hell out. That, that's yeah. just what we can yeah. do. And I think, like I said, tomorrow they're going to come out swinging. You know, that's what they do. Um, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very aware that the Braves are a swing to the fence team instead of a base to base. You get what I'm saying? Every team in the modern MLB is a swing for the fence team. That's the league now. Let's just swing for the fucking fences. Well, yeah, maybe if we swing for the gap. No, that no, that's the league. That's what they do now. Like the, I get it, but the, I'm just the, like the metrics, the metrics have taken over, and they realize that they don't care about strikeouts anymore. Um, no, that's why I got a hundred times. You swing for the fence, bitch. You're a savior. Right. Exactly. So exactly. I definitely get it. Um, so I look forward to tomorrow. The game is at six thirty. I will watch before I go out on my my Halloween excursion. I'll be very tired, gay bitch. But hey, I got, it's Halloween in New Orleans. I don't, that's that's a statement in itself. Uh-huh. Um, next up on my list, this is a tandem that I've watched for a year or two in in LSU, and then I've watched them go. Then I watched them talk shit about one of the players because he couldn't catch. Okay. Well, he he catches every fucking thing. Nah, I refer to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, the tandem who in NFL history is the first recorded a thousand yards in six games. Um, rookie sensation. Um, yeah. Because Jamar Chase is catching every fucking thing. I know he's making fantasy players happy. I mean, it's just watching them pay pitch and catch each other. It's kind of remind me when they both were at LSU. Um. But I'm proud of them because Cincinnati right now is also in first place in the AFC North. Who in the fuck would have thought that? You know, honestly, I'm not I'm not quite as surprised because, I mean, 
after after Joe Burrow's performance last year, I had to really reevaluate my opinion about him. And I mean, he he's really good. <laughs> and yeah. there's been a lot of uh, comparisons drawn to him and Joe Montana, which is. Yeah, I mean, you could be you could be compared to worse people. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, um, that is and, very and, true. And, and I tend to agree. They've they've drafted in a smart way. They're putting pieces around him. They desperately need to address their offensive line. <laughs> um, but I I knew I knew that they were a talented team, and I knew that they would do better than people will write them off or their brand would cause you to believe um, that that I kind of saw coming. Um, I saw the upside to them more than I saw to Cleveland, who, who was like the talk of the town, for lack of a better term. All oh, so true. I'm not true. I'm, I'm, not, I'm actually not quite a surprise. I think they're maybe one or two years away, depending on how, uh, you know, what moves they make on the offseason to sure up their offensive line and continue to, you know, uh, to, to put some depth on their defense. Yeah. They were saying, and like I said, I watched them beat the Ravens. I watched them do it. And they were a solid-ass team. I don't know what's going on in Baltimore, but, hey, I didn't ask questions either. Um, well, I mean, if it, you know, the, <clears throat> there's no secret sauce to Baltimore. It's They're tough. You know the brand of football they're going to play, but you also know their Achilles heel. The, pro- the thing is, it's just you have to get to it. And <clears throat> you build a lead on them, then – you know, you pretty much just own, like, you can, you can dictate what happens. Um, And that's, I think, I think that has a lot to do with, with, with what we saw. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, but yeah, they they are definitely a team to look out for, for sure. I mean, like I said, I still think they're, uh, uh, you know, a a year or two away, but absolutely the future is looking good for them. I, and I, you know, I've been watching with, with NFL Sunday. I've been watching Joe Burrow. I'm, I'm a fan, and I, I do want to see Joe Burrow. And now Jamal Chase do succeed. Um, plus, their coach is fine. I ain't gonna even lie. I don't know what it is with these young coaches, but they getting fine and fine every time. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's um, <laughs> like watching Sean McVay, hunt. It's like watching porn. It's just, it's just. Oh, girl. Ang- what? <laughs> Anyhow. Um, you know, I mean, I think that, I think that, you know, depending on, I don't know what to make of Baltimore because they're so up and down. Um, but that's not the worst division to be in at the moment, because I just think that, I think Cleveland is, I think Cleveland's going to continue to underperform as long as they keep, we keep playing on this fantasy that. Baker Mayfield is going to be a savior there, and I, I'm going to talk about that later. Late, I know. I'm um, glad we're going to get to that later because that that got um, my. Uh, and it's going to take Pittsburgh a long time to recover from their 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 refusal to move off of Ben Roethlisberger last year, like they should have done. Oh, big chunky monkey, I call him Big Chunky Monkey. Oh, Chunky Monkey, all <laughs> and big. That that is correct. Oh, fat and bald. It's like I don't. I just don't understand. So anyway. You know, this, they're not, they're not, in a, I mean, it's not a bad division to be in. It's not the AFC South, but still, it's not a bad one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's looking good. I, I like, I like to say, I'm a, I'm a fan of Joe Burrow. I'm really interested to see how he develops further because I think he, I mean, he's probably a year away from being considered one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. And it looks like he's being trained correctly, if that if that's a good terminology for that, especially in Cincinnati. Uh, he's he's got he's under under a good wing and a good coordinator. Um, so I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Um, last but certainly not least, as let me start by saying we here at Who That Rises Up, we we love and we say it to everybody. We stand with you. We are with you. Um, but with some, uh, we were reached out to this past week, and I think it was yesterday, Kenny. Yeah, uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, young gentleman re- this came out, Australian football player, soccer player, should I say? Sorry. Um, came out as gay um, and uh, rainbow sports reached out to us and said, would you go ahead and guys mention him? Um, funny story is that he listens to our podcast. I did not know that. Um, Ooh, yeah, he does. I did, not, I did not know that I reached out to rainbow sports. If you look in the, um, the message section, when you get a chance. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, he does listen. I literally almost shed a tear. I'm yeah. that, that that I can't explain. Oh my gosh, that makes me yeah. He that, and I didn't. I, when they send messages, like when people send messages, I try to look at all of them. But sometimes I get sidetracked. We all know I'm like a squirrel. I'm like, ooh, what's mm-hmm. that? But I did pay attention to this one. And if anyone That's has like heard, of, yeah, they man, honey. Um, <laughs> what mama do, honey? <laughs> My vision ain't done, baby. I, I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I did walk straight into that, though. I did. No shade. Uh, but we are. <laughs> I can't stand you. I really, really can't. Give this man his flowers. Please finish giving this man his flowers. Uh, <laughs> but we are speaking of the young gentleman, Joshua Cavallo. Uh, con- I, I, it's hard to say congratulations, but when I say con- I don't mean that in a sense of you doing a thing, but welcome. Um, it isn't easy to everyone to do, but in your arena, it is definitely not not easy. Uh, so, welcome to you. Uh, thank you for taking the time out to Rainbow Sports, especially to you guys, to having a moment to say, hey, listen, to someone that listened to you and he's finally decided to join our side of the fence, I guess, as it, as it says. Um, I'm more impressed with this young gentleman as I am, as I was before Carl Nassib. I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, I've been on his Instagram page. I sent him a message um, on behalf of who that rises up. So um, as I've said, always, as I said in the post yesterday, we stand with you and we love you. Um, and we're here. I, I, you know, and I, I'll take it a step further. It's more than just, we stand with you and we support you. I want to let you know that without a doubt, you may not know, and you may not ever find out a person's name directly, but I guarantee your action of just affirming who you are and having the courage to to live your truth exactly. as a professional athlete in that world is is saving lives. Mm-hmm. Some of your life is going to be saved because of your actions, and I know that for a fact. And we'll we may not ever find out who that person's or you know who those people's names are. I guarantee it's happened. And so I salute you for that. Yeah, I I was very impressed um, on several fronts yesterday. Um, let me just say this uh, before we talk a little bit more about that and move on. The love that we receive um, a lot through Instagram um, because we follow people. And, uh, and the one rule that we do have here, who that rises up, 
you follow us, we will definitely follow you back, see what you're about, and, and we'll talk about you. We've gotten tagged in a lot of stuff. Um, but what we love is that you guys love us back and, and people reach out and say, Hey, listen, can you talk about this? And if things are important to us and they're important to you, definitely, we will find a way to, excuse me, slide it definitely in. And this was a very important moment. Um, as I said, again, any sports arena of a player coming out is hard. Um, I, to be very honest with you, I didn't know this man existed until yesterday. I swear to you, I didn't. But j believe me, I took the time out yesterday to know who you are. And am I extremely proud of you? And I actually watch highlights of you. You are a very good player. Um, so when you listen to this, um, if you for at any reason decide to come on our show, um, you have a home here. Um, talk as much as you want. I'll figure out some part of soccer, the Australian side of things to talk about. <laughs> but work I mean, it out. If anything, if anything, he could teach us. I mean, right. I, you know, I, I, I admittedly, like I even feel, I even feel weird calling it soccer whenever we discuss it. It's football. Um, because, yeah. Like, you know I mean? I do, I do, cause you know, I do call it football now. I've been to my share of, you know, major league soccer games here in the States, but I know it's just a completely different level uh, yeah, they take look. They take they should way more serious than my gay ass running to the local soccer field trying to run around and watch these boys run around this ball for ninety minutes. It's great. Well, I, mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's still pretty much understood that if you, if even if you say you are a a a prospective world class, you know, uh, if, if fo football or soccer player here in the United States, <laughs> you're gonna go overseas to play because those are where the premier league and the best talent in the world plays. They don't, we, they don't come to the USA <laughs> until no. they're ready to, until they're ready to retire. <laughs> and this is kind of like the, you know, this is kind of like the last stop, their last hurrah, whatever. They'll come here, collect some checks or whatever, you know, but that's about, that's about as far as it goes. Not to say that the MLS, MLS is not a great league. It's just not, where you're going to see the best talent. And so I recognize that like, and I too, actually, I mean, I, I read about the, you know, there was a couple articles published about him when he came out. So I actually did know about him. I was going to say something anyway, but the fact that he's actually listened to us, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm extremely touched and humbled. I truly am. Yeah, I, I was too. Um, and that's why I say when we, when I get people that have listened to us and Ezra Tulo listens to us, it's, it's, it's heart, it's heartfelt and it's also heartwarming because we're, as we've stated before, we're two gay dudes that watch sports on a day to day basis religiously. I go to sleep to it. I wake up to it. Um, I read about it. We watch it. It's what it's embedded in us because we love the game, any game. Um, but we get around and talk about it for about an hour, hour and a half every week. And But you people decide to sit around and push play and do the exact same thing for us. And for that, we are th we are so thankful. Um, and and it's, 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 it's why we continue to do this every week because folks ask, so you don't have a new episode? Because I've had several people that listen on my side of things and go, you don't have a new episode yet? It's Wednesday, Thursday. Look, bitch. Uh, um but, <laughs> we, but no, 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 no. We 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 literally have had conversations. We're going to do better. I right, promise we that have. To um, um, because Lucy I, and Ethel had two strange weeks. Lucy and Ethel had two strange weeks. 
Ironically, we were not together. Usually, when we're together, look, sis. Usually, when we're together, shit goes left. I can, I will, one hundred percent attest to that. But this time, we were not together. Neither one of those times. So, but yes, we have made a conscious effort to do better. So, to you guys, the utmost thanks. Uh, so, um, as I take another swig of my drink, um, it is as it is NFL week, a lot has happened. I'm going to start with one of my favorite topics because it cannot seem to stay off my fucking television. Um, Is Tua done in Miami? Is it time for Tua to go? What is wrong with Miami? Is Tua, does Tua feel appreciated? (sighs) Well, let me just say this. I told you motherfuckers back then when you took him fifth before, it might not have been the answer. But he says he feels wanted. He says he feels loved. And his coach said that he is a starting quarterback, and they are not looking at Deshaun Watson. Well, I got one thing to say. And I and we also have a, a, a fan question in the midst of all of this. So uh, I'm going to do it now before we go any further. Okay. Uh, Dalen from Georgia says, do you think Tua will be traded by the November 4th deadline? To my answer is yes. Um, I don't – my answer is no. And um, and here's the reason why. Well, let me back up. Let me address. Let me let me give you the premise first. I do think that they are they are down on him, and they have out. They are out on Tua. That I do think is absolutely true. I think it's very telling when he wasn't voted to be a captain of the team. Like that's a big deal for the yeah. quarterback position. And what that tells me is that he doesn't have the players behind him either. And so what that further tells me is that there's shit that they're seeing in practice that we are privy to. Um, very true. So it's, so it's probably not going very well. This is one of those situations where it's like, you know, <laughs> I don't like to say I told you so, but I'm going to say I told you so. And I'm an Alabama fan, so you know I support Tua, but I never thought that he was going to be – excel as an NFL quarterback. I, I never thought he was, and I've been vocal about that for years. Um, uh, the problem, now, the, now, that being said, let me defend him a little bit. He has got the worst offensive line in the league, and that's no exaggeration. They are god-awful. <laughs> that is very true. Now, that they, are, I, yeah. they are fucking god-awful. Like, they suck. And so, I will say that the reality of the situation is the man's only played 13 games. I don't think it's fair to, to, for, the, for them to be deciding, okay, well, he's a bust. This is it. You know, we need to move on, et cetera, because they, haven't, they have not excelled at putting any pieces around him. Front one, to protect him. They went and got a couple weapons. They got Jalen Waddle and whatnot, and everybody is, is trying to compare him to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. But while – yeah, the Bengals line is not very good. The Dolphins line, I mean, they are fucking awful. awful. <laughs> it is like, it's painful to watch. It is ugly. Um, now, to get back to the question, the only reason why I say he won't be traded for the deadline is because, um, what's the Dolphins owner's name? I forgot his name just that quick because I was uh, Not Wayne Hazinga, is it? Oh, no, no. Um Oh gosh, I was listening to Dan Levitard today to talk just talking about I'll look it up real quick. Um Stephen Ross. 
No, is that, I don't know if that's correct. Either way, doesn't matter. Um, Stephen Ross said that, yeah, I'm interested. It's cool. They said that they've reached some kind of principal agreement, but he said that his only term was that the legal issues need to be resolved first, which tells me that he has no idea how legal issues resolve. (laughs) 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 That's not going anywhere anytime soon. There are 40 different complaints against him. (laughs) Way too goddamn many. 40 that have to work their way through the system. So unless he just goes and takes out his checkbook and basically breaks himself right now, I don't even think he, frankly, I don't even think he could possibly have enough money to, to draft enough settlement agreements and NDAs to all these complainants to even be able to put himself in a position to take this, uh, to, to, to take this contract. So it's, it's just not going to happen. Like, no. And and moreover, it is a PR nightmare at the same time. Um, So, so the answer is no, I don't think, I don't think Tua will be traded. And I think it's more of a logistics situation and not necessarily as it is because, a personal feeling a, per, a personal yeah as it is like the, like as if you know Miami wouldn't do it if they could huh for Deshaun oh yeah I don't, I don't watched, think they do it for anybody else I've watched them play and I'm just like oh y'all almost beat y'all almost beat the Falcons but if it came back but you are right though I get you well I mean okay so here's the thing Here's the reason why. This is this is a as an, a lot of things. You can, it, it's shocking how many things can be traced can be linked to Tom Brady. <laughs> but you got to remember, the Miami Dolphins have just spent <laughs> like two decades <laughs> trapped under the, the oppression of the New England Patriots dynasty under Tom Brady. And now you see the emergence of Josh Allen in the Buffalo Bills. And I'm pretty sure they sat around and they said, okay, we're not going to be this stepping stool for another team in an emerging quarterback because it's the same division, the AFC East. And so we're going to have to get past him every year if we want to be a contender. And I think they took a look at inventory at Tua and what they had, and I think they decided he's just not going to be the quarterback to be able to do that. And I think that's a fair assessment. So I get it. I get it. It's just not going to happen this year. No, that's the, well, shit. Like anything else, we we figured that as much. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's one. Um. I mean, I wish them well in, in their endeavors. Um, it, next, it doesn't uh, hurt when you look at his contemporaries who he got drafted with, though. <laughs> oh well, nah. <laughs> like, you know, it just doesn't. It just you know, it's just not a good look. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Um, while we're on the subject of QBs, let's move into one another one of my favorite. But it's funny to me at this point. Oh, the Browns and Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum. So, huh. Did you just go, <laughs> child? <laughs> this is this is another one. This is another one where I thought to myself, I said, you know, why don't why don't anybody listen to me? I done spent countless mornings watching Dan Orlovsky on Get Up just talk about how, oh, 
Baker is the NFL quarterback. He's going to do this and he's going to do that, blah, blah, blah. And I, for the life of me, I'm just going to think of like, what are they saying that I'm not seeing? And y'all watching a different football game? <laughs> are y'all watching the same thing that I am? I am making a proclamation today. <laughs> Baker Mayfield has now been put in my crash test, my crash test dummy category. I'm done with the experiment. I have all the results I need. That's where he's going to be for me. He's going to be mediocre. He's going to be who he is. He's a, he, he is a very serviceable to good quarterback as long as you can get him a lead. But the second that he gets behind and you have to rely on him to throw the ball, God forbid somebody start putting some pressure on him. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Oh, yeah, he's tough and blah, 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 and all that jazz or whatever the case may be. But he's just I, – I just frankly think he's media, he's a mediocre quarterback. Like, he just – he reeks of mediocre white guy that has some gravitas. And so people – like, he's able to fool people into thinking that he's more than mm-hmm. you. That's I what agree. I – And I guess – Oh, excuse me. I guess Stefanski said, well, let me try somebody else. Because this, look, this part, it don't seem to be fucking work. <laughs> well, I mean, and it doesn't, and it's not a good look. It's it's like obviously not a good look that like your backup, Case Keenum, who we know reeks of mediocrity. <laughs> but he is, I mean, the comparisons are, 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 are just, I mean, they're pretty shocking. Did you know both of them are 6'1, 215 pounds? Oh. Both of them, both of them, same height, same weight, same build, come out, put up the same numbers, and you're supposed to be ready to break him off with a check next year. Nope. <laughs> and so, and so here's and here's the reason why Baker is pushing so hard to play um, this this coming weekend. Um, and who are they playing again? This uh, year. I forgot this. See, this is what happened when you like, let me start drinking too early. For anyways, um, yeah. So they got <clears throat> they got the Steelers. That he's pushing so hard to play the uh, play against the Steelers this this weekend because here's what here's here's the danger that he's running into because you can start to see the chatter around Cleveland fans change. <laughs> They're not defending him as ardently as they used to, um, and which is you know fine by me, but he's gonna lose that fan base if say case keenan goes out and he beats the steelers this weekend it's gonna be a loud roar it's gonna be a loud roar and then baker mayfield comes back and he plays against cincinnati the following weekend on november 7th against his counterpart his other young quarterback counterpart joe barrow and loses and then don't let him fuck around and go the next week on November 14th against the Patriots, against his other young counterpart, Mac Jones, and lose to them. Cleveland fans are going to be pissed. <laughs> and Ooh. it's not going to go well for him. So he's, I mean, it's it's unfortunate for a young guy to be under this much pressure in this point in his career. And it's not, it's, it's, not necessarily of his making, but he didn't help himself either. No, he um, didn't. Not at all. Know, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? I 
Well, I mean, I was trying to give Baker Mayfield a chance. I, you know, as the gay side of this, the gay the gay humor on this side of the, the fence here, I was trying to give him because he was cute. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. I want him to succeed and I want him to win. And then I never find him particularly attractive either, just, just for the record. That's good because we're not talking about you right now. We're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about the gay side of things. Thanks. Um, but the girls that think Baker's cute, you know, in his little his little auto insurance commercials, he's cute. Anyway, um, <laughs> now, now, glorified mm. backup rings very well to me. Um, mm. When it comes ring, when it comes to Baker, I'm with you. Um, now, I've also seen Case Keenum lead the Minnesota Vikings to the NFC Championship game. Uh, so I say this, if he wins, if Case Keenum beats the Steelers and, and, and could command that offense, like more than likely, I'm sure he can, the Baker Mayfield days in Cleveland are very much over. I, I don't know now, if they're over. They, well, it's going to, you're going to see a, a, a downward turn in the Baker Mayfield fan affair. You get in the love affair. Oh well, yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's definitely gonna happen. Um, I think that. I think that what the bigger thing is, Cleveland is going to be put in a, it, it, going to be put in a decision making position because they got to decide what they're gonna pay him. Very true. If they fuck around, they they could make themselves the Atlanta Falcons. And because that's what we did. They paid Matt Ryan great money for a B plus player. Great money for a good player. If they do that, they're going that this this great defense and this running offensive attack that they like they depend on and whatnot, not gonna be able to afford mm-hmm. it. And his defense, Miles Garrett and and, and and you know, and and uh what's the uh Davon Clowney, they're not gonna be able to afford that anymore. No, they ain't gonna be afraid so of that. that they ain't gonna be for none of that. Right. So then what they then you're gonna depend on, on Baker. So it's just that they're gonna have a very difficult decision to make at that point. And yeah. then that's going to be interesting to see what they decide to do. Because if he insists on the money, then I would tell him to holler back, but I don't know what they're gonna do. So Yeah, well, I'm interested to see what happens. Um I just I'm like I said, glorified backup is what I think Baker Mayfield is good at right now. Mm-hmm. I and thought I think, they were stupid when they drafted him in the first place, but that's that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> yeah, but they they love him. So, um, speaking of which, mm-hmm. uh, moving down the list, we have another team who I'm quite shocked at this year, and I don't know why. No, I can't say why I'm shocked. I, I, I have no idea why I'm shocked um, because I expected so much from them. Uh, Sponge Sideshow Bob and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, I'm referring to Patrick Mahomes. You're really going to make that stick, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Because uh, he looks like Sideshow Bob, bitch. Don't act like he don't. <laughs> I swear. As soon as we get off done this episode, I'm posting Patrick Mahomes and Sideshow Bob next to each other on the page. And y'all ain't going to tell me he don't look like that. 
haircut and all. But I'm having a rough time this season with the Chiefs. I'm having a rough time on both sides of the ball. Okay. Um, the defense is trash. And I I'm watching teams do what they want to do. And when I say that, oh, you wanna you wanna throw the ball down the field. There's no one really to cover him except for Matthew. Okay. Or like I said, I don't and even on the offensive side, I don't see that that umph, that punch, that let me go get it. You get what I'm saying? I see none of that. Mm-hmm. I see Pat Mahomes looking like he's, I don't know if it's the baby that's here. Cause you know, he just had a little girl. I don't know if it's just, I don't know what it is. If it was too much flash and too much fan too early. Cause they are three and four and now in third place in the AFC West behind the Raiders and the chargers. Um, I think that. And really that... looking confused and shit. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I think I think this is twofold. I think there is uh, one. You know, if there if anybody that is an NFL fan has seen this season that the Chargers defense is god awful. Like, I mean, just god horrible. Like, tragically awful. Hold hands and jump off a bridge. <laughs> Not hold hands and jump off a bridge. Hold hands and jump off a bridge. Bad. And so what? So what that has done is put that offense in a position where they know that they have to win a track meet every game they play, which puts more pressure, of course, on Patrick Mahomes, who we've known that's been the downside downside forever is that he has a proclivity to get reckless with the ball, which has led to all like all the turnovers that they've had to deal with this season. Um, now what's not so much talked about, at least like not from what I've seen is, is it can't be lost on people that again, as far as I know, I think Patrick Mahomes still is the highest player in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Right. He is. He is. Okay. So, the reality situation, they can't afford to do anything about their defense. And that's kind of the catch-22 that a lot of these teams face. And that's the reason why these teams try to strike while their eyes hot, where they have a young quarterback on their first contract before they have to pay them. And then after that, it becomes a, it becomes a situation of trying to maneuver around paying your quarterback and being able to use a capologist to, like, create this tapestry of players to hold together a team. And you see, you see it in Seattle. Same thing happened once they had to pay uh, Russell Wilson. It's, it's you're, you're going to see it in, 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 in Buffalo. Because the, the Seahawks defense is also trash. Yeah. Because they couldn't afford to pay all those guys after they paid Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the only reason, and if you look at the only modern dynasty that we have, the only reason you didn't see that in, in, in New England under Tom Brady is because he took, he took pay cuts purposefully. He did it on purpose. Drew Brees, same thing. He took pay cuts. Yeah, he did. He did. He absolutely did. So it's, you know, that's the situation that they're, they're, they're choosing. And, you know, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to shame anybody for, for getting paid. Like, you know, Hey, get yours. I would. But in the same thing, then, then remember the, the, the downside to that when you're, when you do get that, you, the other team suffers behind you. 
Right. Exactly. The rest of the teams are like the you know these 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 the luxury that you have of these you know high price like uh, left tackles and this you know you know, this this stud defense that's gone. And so you have to either you know you just have to really be good at drafting players, keeping young players in the rotation, things of that nature, being creative with free agents, aging veterans, things of that nature. Um, that some teams are better than others at doing uh, doesn't really seem look like the uh, the Chiefs are particularly good at that. <laughs> no. <laughs> But I mean, at this point, I mean, are they even in the playoff picture? No, they're not. They're not. And also, it looks like Travis Kelsey, you no, know, my boo, my ooh, my everything is dropping balls and shit. Sam, I'm like, my, who the fuck is that? What is happening? Everybody looks lethargic and slow. I'm like, so y'all just fuck it. And then if you get them down by like, normally if you go up 21 against Kansas City, you're like, hold on, we can't pump the brakes just yet. The the last two games I've watched, yes, the fuck you can. Yeah, I mean it's, I, and it, I'm I'm sure they're pretty demoralized because you know they 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 came in prohibitive, they they've come in prohibitive favorites for a couple years now to challenge Buffalo again, right? And to be embarrassed in the Super Bowl last year and come in and perform like they have and already be out of the playoff picture. And yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty hard pill to swallow. That is, and you, you've not. But I think the key word there is you've been humbled. And folks yeah. have remember we talked about it before, though, Kenny. Folks have figured out how to beat you. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I mean they that, but it's more of a situation where they kind of gave everybody the key to beat them. You know, like, it, it, it was one of those things. I mean, it was on full display. Like, they didn't, and they, did, they didn't address any, at least from what I saw, it didn't appear that they addressed any of the issues that led to that embarrassing loss. So, no. At all. Here's the, here's the part that makes you go, hmm. They're, the Giants are one game below them. Mm-hmm. In record. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're a benchmark. You are three and four. The Giants are two and five. And y'all both play each other on Monday night football next week. Right. I'm about to say that's Monday night football coming up, right? But you get what I'm saying. Your standard at this moment. (laughs) That part. I'm not watching that. (laughs) Nobody watching that. There ain't nobody about to watch that. Um, But the benchmark at that moment. Is Daniel Jones and them are one game out of where you are, and you are the reigning AFC champions, perennial Super Bowl favorite. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you are now in. You are now one game out of the bottom tier because if you look at the power rankings this week, the Giants are 30th ranked. The Chiefs are ranked 17th. You get what I'm saying? I mean, it's, everybody, it's, it's about right. I mean, it's just, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I guess. You're, what, yeah. you're a hand clap away from being that team. And if the Giants, for whatever reason, I don't think it's going to happen, but we're talking about a 17-game season, and as we've seen this season, stranger shit has happened. Are they in New York or are they in Kansas City? They're in Kansas City. 
Okay. Well, that, that helps. But, I mean, <laughs> if for some random-ass reason, the Giants decide they want to get a wild hair and learn how to play football like they did last week against Carolina, the well, Chiefs I mean, might yeah. be in trouble. Sam Donald did help them out a lot with that, but that's besides the <laughs> All I'm going to say Sam Donald is, bro, they 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 looking at you sideways in Carolina, bro. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. They they looking at you. Then they sit his ass down. Yeah, they looking at you sideways in Carolina, Pimp. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Donald, you went from three and zero to three and five. I don't. You done lost your last yeah. five. Look, you done lost your last five games. I don't know what to tell you. Listen, if you throw one more interception, I swear to God, <laughs> you was looking like a. You know how people when you get traded and all of a sudden you showing your ass and this and that and the other and you showing out, baby. You went from perennial favorite to going. Why the fuck we did this again? <laughs> Oh, that's why your ass was available. <laughs> right. And but I remember them saying, even when they played the Saints, and they were like, you know, hopefully that he won't back revert back to the Sam Donald of old. I guess y'all spoke that shit into existence. Hold on, first of all, okay, I'm sorry, I gotta call you on this one because y'all ain't no better with fucking James Weston. Nope. I we're not talking about the Saints here, because I know <laughs> my daddy says it best. Is it bad that when James look, listen, children, listen. I know this season is going to be a roller coaster. It is, it shall, it probably will be. But my daddy says it best. Um, he said, why is it every time when Jameis throws the ball in there, you close your eyes and take a deep breath and break one of our team members catch it? So, I've, I told you, I told you at the beginning of the season. Jameis is not I our said, answer. I told oh, I you. Got it. I said, how long is it going to take for Jameis to turn back into Jameis? Because I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. He, um, Jameis is Jameis, and I I'm just saying, anyway, um, so you made me lose my train of thought of where I was. What the fuck I, I, think we're finishing up, I think we we're finishing up with the uh, Chiefs. Yes. It's that whole you've been you've been figured out, and I mean, like I said, if, if the Giants somehow get a wild, ass, a wild hair of the ass, and if the Chiefs lose this week, there's going to be a lot of folks looking real fucking sideways at the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. I mean, I feel bad that he done passed out twice on the sideline. Maybe this might be your call, brother. Go on and hang this one up. <laughs> I, well, man, I think it's I think it's time to just like I think it's time to just like make peace with the fact that like let's just be real. The Chiefs aren't a very good team. <laughs> no, and, and the and Bills are coming for that ass. Like, I know, I know that the I know that the league is so quarterback driven now. We're used to all this offense and things of that nature, but you do have to feel to have decent defense to be able to be successful in this league. And they yeah. haven't even attempted to do that. They got too cute. They're so finesse. They're so skilled. They're so soft. And just like, so all you need to do is just line up and punch them in the mouth a couple good times. And they fall like a house of cars. Mm-hmm. And that's, so they're just, they're just not a very good football team right now. Just is what it is. I, I just, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, let's stay in the AFC for a second. Because I want to laugh a minute because I feel okay. like th- this man makes me laugh with his, the shit he says out of his mouth. Um, we talking about Mike, Mike Thompson? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> uh, and when I say it makes me laugh, I just feel like Mike is on cruise control. Because <laughs> he's like, fuck it, I ain't gone to the playoffs. So I just be state stupid shit. Never well, you know, never honestly, down. I've always thought he was one of the best. He he's one of the best, if not the best, coach like at the podium. 
Because he actually oh, yeah. said interesting stuff. Not this time, no. Not, never say never, but never. Kind of means, bro, I might think about it if this shit go left real fast. <laughs> no, like, no, the part that got me, he's like, he said, yeah, so if you, like, let's back up for the audience. If you don't know, Mike Tomlinson was in a, a press conference and they asked about his name being floated around as a possible candidate for the University of Southern California head coaching job. And he emphatically shut that shit down. <laughs> he said, as, as, as Glenn uh, y'all already alluded to, never say never, but never. And he concluded and he continued on. He said, there ain't a booster check big enough. <laughs> I said, well, all right, man. But no, but he but he put the nail in the head though. He, like nail, like nail in the copper. He was like, well, anybody asking Andy Reid about this? Like, well, you know <laughs> I said, well, all right, Pimpin. Oh, gosh. Now, because I brought this up because I wanted to compare this <laughs> to the half-assed response that we received from the head state, the, uh, the, excuse me, the head, the, the head coach of Penn State, James Franklin, because his oh. name is <laughs> And his horrific response to the question. Have you heard about this? I've heard about which one? Because I've heard two of them recently. Well, it was two of them. It was in the same press conference. They were asking him, like, you know, his thoughts were, and this is not, he was trying to say, they had just, so last weekend, Penn State got beat by Illinois. And they're supposed to play Ohio State this weekend at home. Yeah. In Horseshoe in, in Columbus, Ohio. He says, no, we're focused on playing Illinois. Illinois is a very you know, tough team, blah, blah, blah. He said this three times before somebody corrected him and said, hey, actually, you just got beat by Illinois. You're going to play Ohio State this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes on to say, Ohio State's going to be a tremendous challenge, you know, going on the road <laughs> to the big house. And... For any college football team, uh, college football fans out there, that shit right there tickled me to know him because the big house is famously the, the, the nickname for the University of Michigan's home field, whereas the uh, University, uh, Ohio State University's home field is famously called the horseshoe. <laughs> so you're trying to convince us that's what you're focused on. And you just fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear about that one. Yes. Uh, I was just like, so you, you just, you just all over the place on this You're one. You're just dumb for no fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> you just dumb. I, I was tickled. I was tickled by that. And it just showed the tale of two different responses that like, oh Lord. So I will just say this. Um, to our Pittsburgh Steelers fans, I know there is famously one of our listeners. I can't remember her name. She's a friend of yours. Um, Tamara, yes. Tamara, yeah, no, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe Mike Tomlinson when he said emphatically, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Unless they run State, things out. If we, ha- any, if we have any Penn State listeners right now, um, you better be worried because uh, good old James Franklin is open for business. <laughs> yeah, he's over it. He's open for business. I don't know why he's over it. I mean, they're doing pretty good. 
But That's speaking of open for business, listen, I can tell hmm. you why. I can tell you why he may be open for business. Uh-huh. There's a pretty state, there's a pretty school here in the bayou. Um, oh, that too. I forgot about that. And we can just delve right into it. Uh, college football has been fun um, on many levels. Uh, uh, I will always, you know, I bleed purple and gold on Saturdays. That is what I do. I even, as I just stared at it, the jersey you bought me is hanging up because it's drying because I washed it. Um, I will always love Coach O for 2019. Um, but it it's time. It's definitely time. Um, amidst all of the, all the other allegations and shit, when you start bringing your girlfriends and you're worried about women more than you worry about what's on the football field, you've gotten your dream job. You had it. It's, that's what you will always say. Um, but there's a school in the body that I know a lot of coaches are like, huh, what can I do with that? <laughs> James Franklin is one of those coaches. And I can tell you, because we are still at a top echelon school. I agree with that. I do. I do. I do. Um, I but I do somewhat disagree about why Ed Elgeron is leaving. Because the fucking team is sorry this year and last year and we're getting. All right, no, and that's I'm sure when he got to that meeting, they was like, "Listen, bro, listen, bro." Listen, it's time. <laughs> it's time, pimp. All right. So let me all right. So listen, let me bust your bubble a little bit. Because <laughs> bitch, I told you, this is before we even start the show. That when that when LSU first hired Ed Ogeron, I was like, this is not gonna work and it's not gonna last. And you asked me why, and I told you, I said. They've, uh, the, the Ed Ogeron experiment has already been done in the SEC when he was at Ole Miss, and we just know for a fact that he is not going to be able to beat Nick Saban on a consistent level. And he right. did, he did have a national championship, and he did, but it took him having art having one arguably one of the best <laughs> college football teams to ever take the field. <laughs> That is nobody very true. was going to nobody was going to beat LSU that year when he won that ring. Like it's nobody. Like there was just there was just like so much NFL talent all over the field on one team. It was never going to happen. Now, like we've come back to earth. They are <laughs> they are a talented team, but they're still in the SEC and the SEC West at that. And the administrators are looking at, okay, consistently they want to be able to compete and beat Nick Saban in Alabama. That's why why they got rid of Les Miles. Les Miles was a fine coach. He consistently won 10 games every year, but he wasn't beating Alabama. No. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what it boils down to. Um, And so, you know, I just – Ed Ogeron is a good motivator. He's a team guy. Like, I think he'd be a hella fun to, like, have a beer with. Oh, yeah. Talk that shit with him. Right. I would party with Ed Ogeron. Don't get me wrong. Um, But do I think that he is a a sophisticated 
cerebral coach that tends to win the day that we see now? No. He's he he's 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 Mike Dicka. He's fucking like um yeah yeah like that's just just who he is. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just like you know his it's just not his day. He's not he just you know it's let ULM or um, who's the raging Cajuns? What school is that? Oh yeah, uh, uh, University of Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, like let one of them schools at like Louisiana Tech or something like go there, be beloved. Have a good time. You know, hit on women. Have your little girlfriend. Do that. They'll never get rid of your ass. Like, you know, they 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 not expect anything, but like, you know, try to try to keep the wins above losses and have a good time. That's what that's what he's here for. Well, you know, there's gonna be a lot of people what divvying up to try to see what that job does and what can it get to. So I can tell you that's why James Franklin is probably open for business and a few other coaches are like, let me see. Um, we'll see. Uh, if that does happen, no, that's going to be very embarrassing for the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. Because Penn I State is still regarded as a premier school in the Big Ten. If you have a coach that is doing relatively well, who ups and leaves just so he can be in the SEC, that's going to be <laughs> – I mean, I guess it's already happened because that happened with Wisconsin – uh, I forget which co- what his name was, but they they uh, they lost their coach uh, to Arkansas. Yes, I forget his name. Save my life right now. But uh, he didn't last too long either. But no, he did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have right because I know we're going to talk about it right now. Anyway, we have a fan question, and uh, yes. listen, right bitch, I ain't got no fan fans. I'm not, my Broke ass. <laughs> Rodney from Cincinnati goes, I, my Bearcats are number two. Agree or disagree? Oh, yeah. bitch. Nah, let, me, nah, let me get to this real quick. Uh, emphatically disagree. <laughs> and Rodney, hey, hey, sis, listen. <laughs> the rankings are out. Yes, they are. And I read them and I looked and I went, Good news, good news. We guess we have anything to put. Um, nah, uh, stay, stay in your lane. Stay. In the- <laughs> I mean, y'all will win the day. Win that. I mean, Saturday because y'all play two lane, no shade. But I look. Uh, okay. All right. So let. All right. So I've I've gotten my petty out out of the way. I, I will address the question directly. Um, and the answer is, the answer is, did I, did they, do we agree with the number two ranking? Do I, do I, I personally, I do not. Um, do I think they, they could, they had that, they could, they should have the opportunity to have played themselves into the college football playoff? Yes. I just don't think they should have been ranked at number two. Now, Here's the thing that group of five teams like Cincinnati has to keep in mind, because I know there's a lot of debate. Well, they're undefeated, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but you eked out a win against Navy this right. weekend, who is one and six um, and does not throw the ball ever. 
And so the reality of the situation is you're dealing with a strength of schedule problem that, uh, you know, the, uh, the power conferences don't necessarily have to deal with. You know, I mean, Pac-12 does this year, but that's beside the point. But at any rate, the point is, the point is, it is your responsibility to build your resume to convince the committee that you belong in that the college football That you belong in the college football playoffs. And I'm not saying that that's fair. I'm just saying that's the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was, I, I just, you know, I was looking at it and I just look at it. Okay, let's put you on a neutral field against Georgia, against Alabama, against Ohio State. It went not, and do I sincerely think that there would be a shot? Absolutely not. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I like and, until, 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 um, until you force the the committee to put a group of five team and this, you know, and in Cincinnati being the team of the year, um, in it's not going to happen. And frankly, twenty seven to twenty against Navy is not going to do it. No, I, it's not showing me you belong. And the closest we've come, frankly, is that season that UCF had when they blew out everybody. And UCF came into the season knowing we have to destroy every person that steps on the field against us. Otherwise, we don't even end up in the It doesn't even matter. Right. And I think that the only thing that messed them up that year was that that poor performance. It wasn't a poor performance, but they had a really close game against USF in the last game of the season. And I think that's what kept them at number five. And then they went on to be Auburn in the in the um, in the in the Chick Fil A Bowl. But um, you know, I think Cincinnati is going to be deserving of a very good New Year's Day uh, bowl game. But they 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 just you know that their resume is just not up to snuff. And if I would, I will, I will say this. If Cincinnati would have came in, and I mean drilled every team that came against them, like you would expect, put it like this. Here's the best way to explain it. I just thought of this. Think about it in the American Conference where Cincinnati is, and just randomly one year you just drop uh, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Penn State, one of those schools into that conference, just let them play out a conference schedule. And imagine the scores that you would expect to see throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. You better be prepared to do that before I entertain the conversation. And that's where I stand on. I'm going to say this, and it was one statement that I, that I have to, that I wrote down purposely. I'm three drinks in, but we're just going to say this. Rodney, I'm okay. sorry, baby, but the horse is going to die on the track. <laughs> Did you just make that up, bitch? Because that is not a say. No, I didn't. I made that up. I told you I wrote it down purposely. <laughs> I told you the horse will die on the track, bitch. I, it, I don't see them. It's I see them get out. Huh? That's a very dark analogy. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um. I see Cincinnati get, if they, for whatever reason, God in heaven knows, get into the CFPs, I see them getting a shellac and an ass whooping, whatever you call it. 
I just don't see them going, oh, we're national champions. And if they do, hell is getting ready to freeze over. I just, I mean, there's no. no I, uh, nah, I don't. I don't see them. Right now, I'm sorry, I don't have much. To, yeah, I I do because they were number two. They were talk worthy. So your question made it. I'm and that's not shade. No, I listen. As I told many people before, I'm an underdog kind of bitch. If you if y'all make it, a Kenny is like, nah, bitch, not me. Um, I'm not. I'm not. But, <laughs> but I'm gonna keep it real with you. But if for whatever reason. Y'all making it to the CFPs, heaven help y'all, because they're going to come for y'all ass. Whoever gets y'all in the first round going to get y'all ass like nobody's business. I, I mean, yeah, I, I just, you know, that's, that's just, yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Like, it's, 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 it's just such an uphill battle. And again, I'm not saying I think it's fair because I, frankly, I don't, but that's the sport. And so to get yourself in that conversation, like you have to think, you have to think and see yourself as one of those, one of those blue bud top tier teams and perform like it as if they were in your conference and style points count. Yeah. Agree to that. Um, I mean, let's see here. Let's take a look at how what? I want to take a look at some of these. Let, let me go to the conference. Let's see here. Can I just say to everybody, Zach Levine is fine. You think oh, so? Oh, have mercy. Huh? You think so? What are you watching? Yeah. The Bulls and the Knicks on TV. Oh, you're not watching Thursday Night Football? I am. I'm watching both. It's called Multitown. Something you are not. <laughs> yeah, because, no, because, I, because I'm actually here recording a show, bitch. <laughs> on my nerves. She act like she act like a bitch can't stand the television. She, listen, young lady, tell you what you're not going. He is sexy though. He can get it, whatever it is. Number eight. I'm gonna buy me a number eight jersey. No, I'm not. I'm lying. He is. Kind I don't want to wear jersey. He'll be traded next week, and I'm gonna be mad. Uh-uh. He is. He is kind of fine, but I'm looking at his picture. His fiance too. Fuck her. I bet she white, ain't she? <laughs> she white, huh? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> First of all, real quick, not to get off subject while you look up that. Baby, let me tell you about who has been showing up the World Series games knowing she ain't got a care in the world and she got plenty of money. Baby, Christine Freeman, J- Freddie Freeman's wife, baby, let me tell you, she don't give two shits about life. Her hair is laid and Charlie be on the side. Charlie was dressed in, just like his dad in a Louis Vuitton jacket. What six-year-old has a Louis Vuitton jacket, children? <laughs> baby, Christine showing up to the field like she don't give a fuck. <laughs> she don't. Baby, she had on her number five t-shirt, bitch. It was almost a crop top. Baby, listen. And every time when they boarded the plane to Houston, on the they did the little red carpet out of Truist Park or whatever. On the red carpet was her, Freddie, and Charlie. Two babies at home. That's a mama that says, I don't have mama syndrome. Honey. You leave them little bitches at the house. <laughs> I didn't ask for these little motherfuckers. You did. <laughs> It's like, all right, Lupe, look, we're going to be gone for the weekend. <laughs> Baby, 
she take out her Instagram as me living, honey, because she's a well dressed mama, honey. Her her wig or her hair, whatever the fuck she got, is lit. She be grinning. Her Charlie be all over the internet taking pictures. You've seen them other twins like maybe three times. Every time they have left on this playoff run when they went to Milwaukee, L.A., and not Houston, you see three people, not five. Them little two babies be at home. They be like, nah, Pep, we good. So I know she be like, nah, leave them bitches at the house. Girl. Look, that's, that's extra diaper bags and clothes. and I, Ain't nobody got time for all that. <laughs> we be back. All right, so, so true question. I forgot what I was supposed to be looking at. So. You we can, move, we can move on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is late and boys and gays all this is recording. Y'all are welcome. Um, uh, anyhow, so yes, the rankings are out. Um, and as we can all see, I'm just going to give you the top five as it stands. Um, Georgia, writingly so, is number one. Um, oh, shit. There it is. Um, of course, Cincinnati's number two, Alabama's number three, o- Oklahoma's number four, and Ohio State is number five. Um, mm. Okay. Um, my one disagreement has been talked about already. Um, I, do, I, I, I don't agree with this at all. I don't either, but, I mean, what do we have to look forward to over the course of the next – what we do in the next week? Because let's take a look here. Oh, we got uh, plenty. We got plenty. Well, I mean, I, like, I think that, okay, so. Georgia and Florida will be a good game. I think, and I don't, I don't think Georgia, I don't think Georgia is going to lose a game until it's going to, I don't, I think Alabama's, I think Alabama's the only team that's going to really challenge them this year. Okay. I do. Um, and I think that, and, and I mean, and I think that it's, if, Georgia would be an extremely scary team. And I mean extremely scary if they happen to if they were to be able to solve their quarterback drama. Um, but right now they're going with this uh what's his name? Stetson Bennett. And I mean, and he's 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 not bad. Like, you know, he's he's okay, but they're but they really are leaning on that defense and rightfully so, because I mean, it's one of the most talented I've ever seen personally on, you know, on on a college football field. But that being said, you know, if they think they're going to blank or keep Alabama under 13 points that they've done everybody else, I just don't. That's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. And I know Nick Saban is smart enough to know like, Hey, I'm just not going to go in there and think I'm going to run the ball up the middle against 11 first round uh, <laughs> prospects like Arkansas thought they were going to do um, and University of Kentucky actually. So yeah, it ain't going to happen. It's just it's not going to happen. So he's just not going to try. Um, and I mean, look at the rest of their schedule. They got, I mean, they, I guess I, Florida, I will tune in to see how Florida does because they may surprise. Oh, yeah. I, I want to watch that game this weekend. But after that, I mean, they've got a they've got a clear shot to SEC championship because they got Mizzou, Tennessee, whatever the fuck that is, CHSO. What is that? Charleston, oh, Charleston Southern. Sorry, Charleston Southern. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Not that you win. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, bitch. That was how you really feel. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, of course, they finish off with Georgia Tech, and you know. Um, 
yeah, so, so I mean, it, they've got a clear shot to the to the SEC so they, yeah, they do. Um, um, Saturday night is going to be a good game when Penn State runs into Ohio State. No, I, that's what I was talking about earlier. I think it's going to be an excellent game. I think, I, I think, I, I think, frankly, Ohio State's going to wipe the floor them because I think Penn State's got themselves into unnecessary drama. But that being said, I will say teams after an embarrassing loss usually do play very well. Um, but they are also going into Columbus to play. So, um, Ohio State has definitely turned into a different team over the last yeah. couple of weeks. Uh, and so I think that I, I think at the end of the day, I think we're looking at the prospect of two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams in the college playoff, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because Michigan is sneaky. Now I say that now I watch them like fuck around and lose. They lost get their ass to the by Michigan State. Michigan State, right? <laughs> but uh, the good thing I will say the interesting thing about the big uh, the Big Ten right now is it did the opposite with the big uh, what the SEC did. We've had our most of our big matchups in the SEC already, so now it's it's basically the Big Ten has the opportunity to play themselves in between. Um, Michigan, Ohio State, even frankly, like, you know, a Penn State, a Michigan State, they just have to keep winning because they all play each other. Because, I mean, you look at Michigan's schedule, they got Michigan State this weekend. In two weeks they have, after that, they got Penn State. And, of course, they close out the season against Ohio State. Yeah. Um, so, they, they, I mean, they all play each other. If you win, you're in. That's pretty much how it boils down to. Um, so that's interesting to look at. I agree. I just and also, um, who else do we have this week? I wanted to. Oh, all Miss Ole Miss takes on Auburn. Oh, the Lane Kiffin. Oh, the Lane Kiffin. <laughs> oh, the, who might? Who is a potential candidate for the LSU Tiger football? Um, is he really? You think so? Yeah. 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 I mean. An interesting character. Look, an interesting motherfucker at Baton Rouge is all I can say. That would be interesting. Uh, I think it'd be interesting. It'd be shady AF, but it'd be interesting. Fuck, he's shady in Ole Miss. <laughs> True. I mean, he's shady, period. But I mean, like, it, he, this would be the second time that he spent, like, one year in a place and then left immediately for a better job. Yeah, but that that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't want him here. Like, you went from Florida Atlantic, which I, you turned that program around. They gave you another chance because you fucked up everywhere else. And then you went to um, Ole Miss, and you should take your ass there because they love you there. Well, I mean, you saw what he did in Tennessee. I mean, they still – I mean, they still – you saw they were throwing golf balls at him when he, when Ole Miss played Tennessee. Uh-huh. They, they hate him. He is not safe on the streets in Knoxville. <laughs> they hate him. They like a lynch mob, bitch. They, they, no, I, no exaggeration. They hate his ass in Knoxville, Tennessee. I, that is, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't shit again to Miss Old Miss, it'd be the same way in Oxford. Hey, I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a viable. I don't think that's real. Um, so that's that's where we are. 
as far as that's concerned. Um, but this, this week, there's a lot of, like I said, Florida and Florida and Alabama is definitely going to watch. Ohio and Penn State, I definitely will watch. I will watch Ole Miss and Auburn just because I know Bay's going to want to watch it. He said, um, by the way, did I tell you, Bill went back to work. Oh, good. He's back at Harris as of last Monday, this past Monday. I'm sorry. Um, no one is happier more than me. Um, <laughs> holding my hand up high, crying to God. Oh, bless him. Um, but, yeah, I forgot to share that with the world. My, my band's back at work um, over in the local Harris, now Caesars Palace Casino, uh, <laughs> making our coins. Amen. Bless the Lord. I forgot that part. Let uh, me. <laughs> You know, I forgot to be blessed this evening. Anyhow, um, we got any more questions to get to? We have one. Um, And it was weird, but um, what if we looked at the current playoff picture, which have you looked at it? We're talking about NFL? Yes. Okay. Um, Do we agree? Um, I looked at it, uh, and I'll bring it back up again. The current playoff picture. Okay. Yeah, all you gotta do is look it up. It'll if the playoffs ended today, um, uh, and it in the NFL. Here we go. Oop, that was the wrong. I pushed the wrong button. Here we go. Playoff picture. Um, right now the number one seeds are in the AFC: Cincinnati, number one, Arizona. Um, Arizona's playing their hard out right now. They not so much today. Um. And then the wild card rounds, because remember, we get that extra team. Two, four, six, seven. Do you see it yet? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, the Bucks would take on Minnesota. The Raiders, of course, would take on Cleveland. Tennessee would take on um, Los Angeles. The Ravens would take on Buffalo. The Saints would take on Green Bay. And the Rams would take on the Cowboys. And as you guys can see, as we discussed earlier, the Chiefs are not in. All right, so we see, are you talking about NFC first or AFC? Like, uh... Uh, let's go with the AFC first. Do I agree with where the if the current standings are where they are today? Yes, okay. I would agree with that. I don't. Um, I think that I think that when the dust settles, I think Baltimore would be a number one seed in the AFC North. Um, I like Tennessee as a number one at the AFC South. I think that the Chargers will eventually be number one at an AFC West. Um, as far as the actual teams, um, yeah, for the most part. However, um, let me see here. The um, I wouldn't. Uh, no, actually, you know, as far as the actual teams, yes. Um, the, uh, with the exception of those, with the, the one, those ones I mentioned, um, I, that I, I just I don't see. Do you think the Chiefs will? Do you think the Chiefs will find a way in? No, no. Wow, no, I don't. Me too. Um, I don't. I, 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 I don't. my gut is telling me I don't see them in. No, I, I think that the I think that the Raiders will get a wild card spot before the Chiefs. I think that the Chargers will take over number one in that conference, though. I would see Denver or, or or the Chargers, I mean, or Las Vegas, or most likely Las Vegas. I would see them take a wild card spot before I see Kansas City. Yeah. Um, that division is just too strong this year, and I'm not 
nobody's no punks this year. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the usual suspects. Hell, I look like the Raiders are playing better now that John Gruden's gone. I've heard that. I mean, I think that's because I think uh, I, I think Derek Carr is playing better now that he doesn't have the the overwhelming drama and pressure. I, mean, I want to call it pressure, but just you know how John Gruden is. He's just weird. yeah. The, <laughs> uh, um, the NFC, do I agree? Yes. Let's take a look at the NFC. Let's see here. Um, the teams, yes, I do. Um, yes, I, I, do. I, I do. Actually, I do. Actually, straight up, there's one very random, and I hesitate to say this because you know, you know. You know I don't like them. Who? <laughs> the Falcons? <laughs> the Falcons have a very favorable schedule down the stretch. And they're starting to look a little bit better. A little yeah. bit, not by much. They have guys. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> look, we're going to keep it light because they might hear us. Let's talk about we can play football. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm not willing to make any kind of like commitment to that. So I would just stay straight up and say, yes, the NFC, I do agree with it. And I don't think, I think practically, I don't think that it's going to change much. Dallas is going to run away with that division. Um, you know, the rest of it is God awful as we know. Um, I think the Packers are going to run with that way with that division. Um, I think, you know, uh, the the only one that I think is inter like the most interesting one is the NFC West, and it's going to be interesting watching the Rams have to get in as a wild card if the Cardinals are able to stay on this on this trajectory on this path, right? Because the, Seah- the Seahawks there. season is done, and so are the 49ers. And now I'm just taking a look at some schedules. Let's see here. The Rams got the Texans this weekend. They should win that. An interesting game between them and the Titans. The Falcons take on the Panthers. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's let's earmark. Okay. Let's, that's going to be a good one over Thanksgiving weekend. It's the Packers and the Rams. Yes. That's going to be good. Um, then they go into the and then the week after that, okay. Then they got Jaguars and the card. They don't play the Cardinals to uh, to December thirteenth. Then they got the Seahawks the week after that. So you know, it's a, it's it's a, a pretty pretty good schedule. If you know, it's in there. The destiny's in their hand because they just fuck around and beat the Cardinals. Um, mm. Let me take a look at the rest of the Cardinals schedule and and also to be honest with you, I just you know I don't even know if the Cardinals gonna win this game tonight. No, they're looking a bit sluggish. I don't know if they just yeah. Aaron Rodgers. You know, the queen is showing her – she's not looking too bad. But right. No, I'm, I'm looking at her like, like, right. So, I mean, well, I think that – I think the interesting thing is that they're running the ball very effectively against um, the Cardinals, the Green Bay. Right. Right. That's – I've been watching it on and off, and they're running the ball very – like, they've got the good screen game going. Um, they're not they're not leaning on Aaron Rodgers. And of course, that's because you know his it's Devontae Adams and what's this other receiver's name? But both his top receivers are out, so it's most likely out of necessity. But I mean they're doing good. Let's see here. Because I think the Falcons can beat the Panthers. I think so too. 
I, I don't know. I, like I said, I just think that they, I mean, they, they, they have a favorable schedule. So, you know, there may be enough there for them to at least be a part of the conversation. But again, as I say, the Falcons will Falcon and I have no dis- <laughs> right. no to believe that they won't again. So, you know, I'll just leave it at that. Mm-mm. Well, this is going to be an interesting weekend on both sides of the fence, college and pros, as we always know it always is. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we've come up with a very good show, uh, considering we've been going for two. Um, but here's the fun part, because I know what he's going to talk about tonight. At least I was privy to what it is tonight. I usually get a surprise. Um Ladies and gentlemen, as I always tell you, boys, gays, and all things in between. My favorite part of the show, because I get to listen and laugh or add my two cents, which I do in every aspect of life. Uh, but it's time for Kenny's rant. I try not to be a cynical person. I really do. And I try to hold on to my sense of justice and... You know, that this whole idea of justice being blind and whatnot that they like to teach us in school. But the reality of the situation is that's bullshit. (laughs) There is justice and accountability doesn't apply to people who have money, power and respect. And the interesting thing is those three things don't necessarily aren't necessarily one and the same, but we treat them as they are. Money and power seems to be indicative of some kind of moral accomplishment, which I don't understand. But what it does shield you is from any sense of sort of accountability for just being a dastardly human being. And that's just difficult to watch happen over and over again. And so if you haven't put it together yet, I'm referring to Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington football team. And the low-hanging fruit is to rail against John Gruden and how he was their sacrificial lamb. Basically a mob hit against him because he was definitely sacrificed as a person that needed to go down to be able to shield Dan Snyder for the oncoming controversy that they knew was coming down the line with Mm -hmm. the allegations of the sexual harassment and the hostile workplace or whatnot. So with John Gruden, it's immediately canceled. He is (laughs) resigned. He will never work in the NFL again. You will never see him in a broadcast booth again. He is effectively retired, persona non grata, and we will never hear from him again because of emails and things that leaked from a team that he didn't even work for anymore, which happened to be the Washington football team. Now, (laughs) Dan Snyder, the owner, you know, the billionaire, the guy with the real money and the powers comes under scrutiny. Next thing you know, the owners are having secret meetings <laughs> and, 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 and they're privileged. So we'll never know what was actually discussed in them. 
and this report is is prepared, which they decide they're going to keep confidential and privileged because they want to protect the identity of the informants and the people that came forward. So we'll never know what Dan Snyder did or 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 the type of organization that he ran. Is that coincidence? Hell fuck no. No. Then they decide, well, we're going to fine him $10 million. He's a billionaire. <laughs> what does that do to him? That don't mean a motherfucking thing to him. That, like, at all. That just means that he just buys one less Rolex this year. Like, <laughs> that means nothing whatsoever. Oh, and they suspend him. And so what they just do is name his wife as a CEO of the team. Because, you know, she's running things in his in his place. It's bullshit. It's not a deterrent at all. It's absolutely disgusting. And the reality of the situation is that it it it's a completely different, different world where we're shaming, you know, players and coaches. Look at Colin Kaepernick. That man ain't been able to step foot on the NFL field in ever. almost five, six years now. And what? Because he decided to peacefully protest something that he believed in. Like, that's what happened. John Gruden. John Gruden, who's famous and beloved by a lot of people, not me, but even he could get flamed and sacrificed because he didn't have the type of money and power it took to, 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 uh, I, to get away from, from this thing. But Dan Snyder, the owner, and any of these owners, it's the same thing. It, it baffles me. No, it doesn't. Let me not act like that. It doesn't baffle sure, me. Either. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't baffle. It just continues. It just continues to reinforce this 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 loss of of of, of faith that I have in people. I just don't because I just I just see it for what it is. If you've got money, if you've got power, if you've got the respect, then you don't have to worry about accountability and you never will. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Um, but it is just sad to watch. And so I'll just say, you know, to Roger Goodell, you're full of shit. Fuck you. <laughs> like, at, like, absolutely just double-fisted, like... Just, 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 just fuck you, because you don't care. Don't you dare get on Sports Illustrated, linking arms with players again, talking about motherfucking unity ever. Like you don't care, <laughs> and you'll never convince me that you do. And like, and and it, none of these owners, none of you, you don't. You just don't. And I would be, I, I would at least have a. Uh, just a scintilla of respect for you and if you just came out and told me I don't give a fuck about your feelings, pay me. <laughs> I get it. Colin Murray just threw another interception, by the way. But um, I, I just saw it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, that's on rant. Like, you know, like, I, you know, I don't care that, you, I don't care that they finally force you to change your, your name from the Washington racial slurs to whatever the fuck you're going to choose next year. Like, I just, I just, I don't, I don't like you. And I know you don't care. You'll never know. But, yeah, you know, I said what well, I they said. They get a new name next year. Huh? They get a new name next year. 
No, that's why I said whatever the fuck you decide to call yourselves next year. I heard the I heard the list of potentials. They all are awful. So I don't remember what they are. I don't remember one of them. I know one of them. They said they feel there's a Washington presidents. Look, I guess little Mike is still holding on to ten million names that they just came to. <laughs> they won't be able to check. I understand. Right, <laughs> Mike and Pat, thirty-three million names, and y'all just can't seem to choose one. Right, um, <laughs> in his basement playing video games. I, I guess. Um, yeah, I've never been a fan of Daniel Snyder. I mean, just an arrogant pompous midget. I know that's not politically correct, but guess what? My show, I do what the hell I want to do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Um, but that's my feelings on it. You know, me and Daniel Snyder, bitches like Romeo and Juliet and Casanova, bitch, will never be friends. Um, never. But I, I don't see him doing very much in the NFL ever again. Um, Roger Goodell can jump and bat your ass with as far as I'm concerned. Um, he just don't like the Saints, never will, and, well, he don't like himself. Um, but Matt LaFleur is fine. They showed him again. The the uh, I the know who he is. I just don't, I just like I just don't know what he looks like. <laughs> Are you just drunk? Eh. <laughs> no, Matt Lafleur is fine. He's the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. But yes, eh, he's fine. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to another fabulous episode. Tomorrow, our dear Braves are back in the A. Um, Braves fans, we were told to turn it red. So if you're watching, go into the game. Um, make sure you got your red on. I have mine ready. Um, we wish them well. We hope they take both of these fucking games um, here in the A because it'll be. I'm sure Tourist Park will be rocking for miles and miles and miles. Oh, it's, it's going to be. They are going to. They be, have not had a game in in Atlanta for the World Series in 21 years. I'm just fucking in a parking lot. It has not been one. So you know, the battery, yeah, the battery is going to be off the hook. Oh yeah, they they're gonna be out there tomorrow morning. Motherfuckers ain't going to work. Anybody working in Atlanta, God bless you. Traffic going to be a biatch. I've been to the battery. I've seen it right outside the gates. I wish I was there because when they won the NLCS, I saw that part. I was like, oh, my God, we've been there. I wish I was there with y'all tomorrow because um, baby parking going to be a biatch. So good luck to our Braves tomorrow. Um, well, you guys know where to find me. Matt Floor is very good looking. Ain't he fine? But um, tomorrow, I'm at tomorrow. You guys know where to find us. Um, Once again, the Joshua Cavallo, um, we love you. Um, Keep doing what you're doing. Um, To our fans who send us fan questions, um, ones that matter, ones that sometimes don't. I don't have fans, I have listeners. (laughs) Oh, God. Tell hey, us that. Right. What the fuck I look like having fans, bitch. I'm broke. Right. We have <laughs> listeners that, that that tend to us every week. Um who that who underscore that rises up on Instagram, of course, Ken England, who that rises up on the Facebook. Um next week we have a, a we have all of this to talk about and the preview to LSU Alabama, which I know we're not gonna win, so I know the fuck we're previewing, but we're gonna do it anyway. You can uh, that ass what? You can preview the ass whooping. I say preview, first of all, homo. I said you that- can preview that ass up, and that's what I said, bitch. Um, <laughs> we will talk about the Saints and the Buccaneers next week. Whether my attitude will be great or not, I do not know. Um, I that just- <laughs> we will also post my Halloween. 
Um, oh, yeah, we got to post Halloween pictures to the uh, Instagram. We'll do that. Yeah, we will post our Halloween pictures to the Instagram. As y'all know, I'm a bit of a heathen and a bit of a hellion, so be ready. Um, and the other one on the other end, we're going to pray she stay home. She said it's cold and rainy, but that has never stopped Uncle Clifford before. Uh, <laughs> Hello. So we want to wish you guys, first off, I mean, a very happy Halloween. Stay safe. Be out there. And uh, on behalf of myself and my good sister, Kenny, remember, sports is for everybody, including you. Good night, everybody. Bye.